Hello and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School from Los Angeles. This is your host, Michael Benner. As always, really pleased to be with you. I love these programs and I'm getting such good feedback. You know, we've been doing them for about eight years now and have, oh, at last count, as I record this, 367 programs, 300 of which are listed in the iTunes store, but you have to go to other sites to see the full list. iTunes will only display the most recent 300 programs. But in any event, that's a lot of shows, and we've covered a lot of topics in the personal development and the spiritual development field. And yet, if I were to talk about the common thread that runs through everything, our entire approach to personal and spiritual development, or if we flip it around and say it the other way, the common thread that runs through every single problem that we have, we'd have to do a program like we're going to do today, a program about fear and how to become free from fear. So that's what we're going to do. First, we need to define it. What is fear? Now, the vast majority of human beings presume that fear is a response to some sort of danger, whether real or or imagined. Indeed, this is the assumption that the hard wiring of the brain makes. There's an ancient part of our brain, a reptilian lobe called the limbic brain, so-called reptilian lobe, because this uh, limbic brain is found in even dinosaurs, uh, lower life forms, frogs and and turtles and lizards, as well as mammals and, of course, human beings. It's largely emotional. It contains a small structure that is almond-shaped, a cluster of neurons known as the amygdala. And it presumes that anything unknown, anything that confuses us or of which we're unaware and therefore unsure may hide some sort of danger. And so it reacts not only to danger, but to imagined danger and to anything about which we're unaware or that is unknown or misunderstood, as if it were danger. And it hijacks the higher brain functions in the neocortex. And so when we become emotionally amped up, frightened or confused, as a result of what we do not understand, ignorance would be a good word for it, but it's such an insulting word. I hate to say we're ignorant, and yet fear is a frightening word, and that's really what we're talking about is a vicious cycle of fear and ignorance. But we could call it anxiety and confusion if, <laughs> if you found it less frightening and less insulting. And so anytime the limbic brain or the small amygdala center within the limbic brain senses something unknown, whether it's dangerous, appears to be dangerous, or is just unknown, it shuts down the neocortex. And so we lose our ability to think clearly. We lose logic. We lose reasoning. We become irrational, uh, much less creative in our thoughts. Our ability certainly to think abstractly is destroyed. Unless and until we convince this limbic brain 
that we're really safe, that what we're afraid of is not any kind of danger at all, but simply something we don't understand, and recognizing what it is, desire to understand it. And here's a little clue. And I'm going to summarize these two really important points. At the center of everything that we don't understand, of which we're not aware, is the nature of our individuality. It's the self that we do not understand. And that's why we have this ancient wisdom, know thyself, uh, celebrated long before the Greek thinkers, Aristotle and Plato and Socrates, Plato said, Know thyself was inscribed over the oracle to Apollo at Delphi in ancient Greece thousands of years before his time, and he lived 500 years before Christ. So this is ancient wisdom in the West. We see it also in Eastern philosophy. Confucius, the great Chinese sage, said the same thing in different words. One who knows others is wise, he said, but... He who knows himself is enlightened. And since we're all individuals living in a universe that refuses to even replicate snowflakes or grains of sand, it's incumbent upon us to know ourselves. If you don't discover what's unique and authentic, what's genuine about your individuality, what makes you tick and why you're so lovable, who's going to do that, you see? And then you live your entire life with your song unsung and the best parts of you hidden behind your fears of who or what you may be. Imagine the best parts of you hidden where you're most afraid to look. So if, as I said, we're going to summarize these two points there, first of all, fear is really not about danger so much as it's about what we don't understand, whether dangerous or not. I mean, danger could be scary if we don't understand it. The more you understand about a danger, the less frightening it is, however. I mean, if you live in uh, earthquake country or in Tornado Alley, you understand these phenomena, you anticipate them, you expect them and prepare for them, And that minimizes our fear. You still have a healthy respect for earthquakes and tornadoes, but you're not as frightened as if you're completely unfamiliar. And consider how often people say to us, well, what are you worried about? What are you afraid of? And we have to admit that we really don't know. And that's the point. That's what fear is. And then the second major point, number one is, Fear is what we don't understand. Fear is ignorance. Born of ignorance, it causes more confusion and more ignorance, which generates more fear and more ignorance. This first concept is really a vicious cycle of fear and ignorance, or as they say, anxiety and confusion. And the second point is that the nature of your unique self stands at the center of it, the ultimate antidote to all of your fears. This program is called Freedom from Fear. You'll find it ultimately in knowing yourself. To know the world, to know other people, that's valuable. But to know yourself and your unique perspective, what makes you tick, ah, that really is the direct path 
to freedom from fear and anxiety. And that's what we're going to talk about today in the premium program. And, of course, we podcast the first 20 minutes, Free to the World. And so if you're listening to the podcast now and you want to hear the full program, two programs really running in total about 90 minutes, sometimes 80, sometimes 100 or more, but about an hour and a half. Simply enroll by going to our primary website at theagelesswisdom.com. And the word the, T-H-E, is part of the URL. So after the W's, it's theagelesswisdom.com. Click on Podcasts and Premium Audio and then on Premium Audio, and you can use the PayPal buttons to enroll in a single class or for a nice discount, 13 classes. And for the deepest discount and the best value, 52 episodes from the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School, very much like this, running about 90 minutes. The first 20 minutes will always be podcast and available in the iTunes Store and other major podcast directories on the Internet. Now, if you're going to be free from fear and anxiety, and let me be clear, the way I use the word fear embraces stress, anxiety, and every other similar word from panic and horror all the way out to the slightest apprehension or mild nervousness. It's all the same thing. It's just a matter of degree, and it always represents what you do not know, whether dangerous or not, and whether that appearance of danger is real or imagined. The first step of managing this fear, this anxiety and stress, is to accept it. But that doesn't mean that we end with accepting that we're frightened or that we're just a little nervous about it or, well, I'm not afraid, but I have my concerns. It's all the same thing. Again, a matter of degree, often a matter of denial. Acceptance is where we begin. Acceptance is followed by insight and understanding and then mindful responses. Responses that we initiate or implement rather than simple reflexive reactions. So the three stages to be more aware and less reactive or reflexive is acceptance, insight, and mindful responses. Acceptance is just where we begin. That means we have to find the fear, the stress, the anxiety, the nervousness, the worry, the doubt. How do we do that? Where is it? There's a new Pixar movie that's out this summer that portrays five basic feelings in very colorful and clever ways. Joy and fear and then sadness, anger, and disgust. Pretty good summation of five basic feelings. One positive, the joy character in this new Pixar film, Inside Out, is the only so-called positive feeling. The negative feelings are the fear, the sadness, anger, and the disgust. And by the way, all negative feelings, this, this really is important, maybe the third point here. All negative feelings, and we call them negative only because they hurt, are rooted in fear. And therefore, 
your sadness, your anger, your disgust, any other negative feeling, contempt or jealousy or envy or even apathy, is rooted in fear, stress, and anxiety, nervousness, worry, doubt, whatever term you want to use. I like fear. I think we should call it what it is. Even the slightest apprehension, or as they say, concern is a good word. We use. Oh, I'm not afraid. <laughs> I have my concerns. It's all fear. And how do we locate it, if not these little voices in our head that the Pixar film displays so cleverly in in the movie Inside Out? We carry it in our body as muscular tension. It creates a phenomena we often call pressure. Tension, pressure, feelings are felt in the body. And this is very important because most of us approach our emotional feelings through our heads. We think about our emotions and we get nowhere. We just spin our wheels because that's the wrong key. It's the wrong language. You cannot think your way to a deep or profound understanding of an emotional feeling. You have to feel it and use intuition to discover it. Intuition bubbles up automatically and bursts into your awareness as these feelings of light and enlightenment, this aha, illumination, that's promoted by moving your awareness from your thinking process, which most of us believe is in our head, down into our bodies, between our shoulders and our hips, where we actually feel the feeling. They're called feelings because emotional hurt is very much like physical pain. You feel it in your body. So when you feel muscular tension or you feel the pressure building, you can call it anxiety or nervousness, stress or pressure, but that's fear. And the way to begin to address it is to breathe into it and let it go. There's really three steps. Closing your eyes, a few slow, deep breaths, or watching your breath, as in mindful meditation, and then creating and sensing a letting go feeling in your body. These are three messages that you consciously send to the subconscious or unconscious mind which controls that limbic brain that perceives anything unknown as potentially dangerous and reacts by hijacking the higher brain function, and there goes our reasoning. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So to get that back, we have to convince the limbic brain that we may be confused or mixed up, we may be unaware, even ignorant, but we're not in any real danger. Unless perhaps we continue down this path without accepting that uh, there's something we don't understand behind every anxiety there is. So the three messages are, look, I'm closing my eyes. I must not be in danger if I'm willing to close my eyes. The limbic brain is watching you do that. That reduces brain activity by about 86%. So that frees up huge areas of the brain to understand. The second message we send the limbic brain comes from the slow, deep breathing. 
And the limbic brain knows that if you're in real danger, you're going to breathe shallow, rapid breaths. And so a slow, deep breath, especially four or five slow, deep breaths, plus your eyes are closed, well, this person must not be in any danger. And then if you create and sense a letting go feeling in your muscles, well, that's a third message that says to yourself, to your unconscious or subconscious mind that triggers this autonomic stuff. Hey, I'm really safe, so chill out, relax, and let me have my wits back. I want to think clearly. I want to be reasonable. I want to understand what, until now, I haven't really understood. And at the center of all that is I want to understand me better than I have. That's the point. It's really that simple. So we usually call this meditation or contemplation. You close your eyes, begin with a few slow, deep breaths, even though after that, after four or five nice slow breaths, we let go and allow the body to breathe itself. And in Vipassana, insight or mindfulness meditation, we put our attention on our breathing and actually watch the body breathing itself all by itself. But even if you were to go to visualization accompanied by affirmations and you ignore your breathing, your body is obviously going to breathe itself at whatever rate best serves it, usually nice, slow, relaxed breathing, though it won't be like those big, exaggerated, deep breaths you took at the beginning of the exercise. And then, again, a letting go feeling. Create and sense a feeling of letting go from head to toe. And when you first learn this, you can practice what's often called progressive muscular relaxation, where you move from your feet and feel a letting go into your calves and pausing you sense a letting go feeling and coming up through your knees into the upper legs you pause long enough to feel the letting go on the top and the back of the upper legs and then you move into the torso moving all the way up through the rib cage across the shoulders down the arms to the tips of your fingers then go back to the neck and shoulders and finish with the scalp the face and the jaw It's a wonderful way to get deeply relaxed. And in the presence of that relaxation, which poetically is often called love or peace or peace and love, fear cannot exist. So when you hear someone say, love drives out fear, that's what they're talking about. It's physical relaxation and the peace that comes about as a result of it, feeling safe knowing that your anxiety and your stress and your fear is not a danger, just something you don't understand yet, and ultimately it's really about you, that drives out all fear. That's freedom from fear and anxiety. That's acceptance, and what follows is insight, and then a new form of behavior which we implement or initiate. And that's what we'll talk about as we go into the premium training now. So those of you who are enrolled, stay with us. If you're listening to the podcast, we got to let you go at this point. Thanks for subscribing and 
check out the website, theagelesswisdom.com, and subscribe to at least one of the extended programs, and then you can see what you're missing and whether it's worth a few bucks for you to be part of the group that's listening to the extended program, which, as they say, is really like two programs, a 45-minute version of this, and then we add another program that's about 45 minutes in length from our archives at our sister site, FocusedPassion.com, a site that currently is inactive but has over 300 programs hosted by my business partner and me, Steve Snyder. So, thanks for listening. I almost said thanks for calling, like the old radio show, but you didn't call. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Thanks for subscribing. As always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from the Mystery School in Los Angeles.